You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. From the Warwick Radio Studios at Warwick Public Library, this is the Warwick History Quiz Show. Please welcome today's contestants, Lloyd Kaplan from the Cohesit neighborhood in Warwick, and me, Dr. Tom Shaker from Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And now, here is the host of the Warwick History Quiz Show, Jen Linton. Hello. Welcome to our contestants and to Mark Brown from the Warwick Historical Society. It's wonderful to have you with us, Mark. Thank you, Jen. Lloyd and Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you. Our Thank game? you. Oh, absolutely. Um, our game is a simple one. Contestants will answer questions about Warwick history, and the contestant who answers the most questions correctly wins. We'll play six rounds. The contestant starting each round can answer their question or pass it to their opponent. And the winner of each round will be the first player in the next round. Contestants can also ask for a hint. Mark will provide the hints, and contestants may ask for two hints during the game. So, Mark, you came from a musical family, and you were at one of the great rock and roll events of the 1960s. Yes, I was at the Beatles concert at Shea Stadium in New York in 1965. Yeah, tell us about that. That's oh, been amazing. It, it, was, uh, it was loud, I will say that. Uh, <laughs> everyone was standing up screaming. You couldn't hear the band whatsoever. Uh, they were down on the field, and we were up uh, one of the top tiers. But uh, the screaming just was incredible. And there were 65,000 people inside the stadium and another 65,000 outside oh. the stadium trying to get in. They were climbing over the fence and jumping onto the field. And it was an exciting time. I bet. It yeah, was. It was a very good time. You must have had cool parents. My aunt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my aunt and uncle actually bought the tickets for us. That's great. Yes, oh. yes, yes. It was, it was wonderful. Oh, kudos to them. I still have the, the uh, ticket stub and the program from the... Sweet. Uh, it it was, yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, maybe I'll go on Antiques Roadshow sometime. <laughs> see, see if they're worth anything. <laughs> Sounds good. Treasures. And so Lloyd, uh, you're a musician, a music educator, co-author of an encyclopedia on Rhode Island jazz, and a 2018 inductee into the Rhode Island Music Hall of Fame. And you've teamed up with Tom to teach classes and write a book. Where do you find the time? And also, how did that partnership begin with Tom? Well, first of all, I take a lot of naps. <laughs> <laughs> Important. I, <laughs> They're underrated. I, I met Tom uh, at a bookstore, a Borders bookstore. <laughs> and uh, he had called because he was interested in the book that I had written. Mm. And consequently, uh, we had coffee together. I can't remember who paid. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> but we started a talk, and, and we communicated thereafter uh, somehow, and, and it worked out. I can't be any happier with, with a, anyone that I teach with now mm. than Sir Thomas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, we've got differing stories. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful, cool. Lloyd. Thank you. Um, and Tom, you are a professor, a radio DJ, a filmmaker who made a documentary about the Celebrity Club, the first integrated nightclub in Providence, and a co-author of a second encyclopedia on Rhode Island jazz. And you work with the wonderful Lloyd here. Um, what is that working relationship like? <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> 
I can't begin to tell you how much fun it is, mm -hmm. but you know, Lloyd is, uh, we wrote a book together uh, about early vocal groups from the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And um, during the pandemic, Lloyd, Lloyd used to call me up like every day, literally in the morning, <laughs> and, and we'd talk about music, which was great. You know, mm -hmm. I've never known anybody, whatever age they are, that uh, was so passionate about music. And we can talk about Western swing and blues and gospel and uh, Broadway, whatever whatever it is, Lloyd is interested and he knows a lot about it. Mm -hmm. So, so teaching with him has opened up this treasure chest of uh, music history for me, which is great. But Lloyd got the nickname the Pest because <laughs> he was, I don't believe it during the <laughs> believe it during the pandemic. He called me up and uh, he said, you know, we should write a book about early vocal groups. There's nothing online. I haven't been able to find anything. And I said. And I had just finished this book um, about Rhode Island uh, jazz musicians, which took me basically a decade to do with the, uh, the co-author, Dennis Pratt. And um, I said, the last thing I want to do is write another book. And he <laughs> called me every day. And it was in the middle of the pandemic. And I was like, well, you know, I can't say I'm busy because everything was locked down. So, so finally I said yes. And I'm so glad I did because we did it in uh, literally a few months. And it was published by the end of the year. So it was really a great experience. So. <sighs> Whatever I say about Lloyd, it's always, uh, um, I, I kind of mean it, but, uh, but he is such a great guy and such a wealth of musical knowledge. Thank you, thank you. I was going to call you tonight. <laughs> Proposal for a third book, perhaps? No, you're supposed to say the check's in the mail. <laughs> I've thought of another book. Uh, gotta go. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, thank you all for being here. Um, we're going to get started. We're going to uh, begin with our first round. The category is the Olympics. Tom, you won the coin toss, so you're going to start. Your question is, Warwick had the first Olympic-sized saltwater swimming pool, and tryouts for the 1936 Summer Olympics were held there. Where was the pool located? A, Vanity Fair Amusement Park, B, Thayer Arena, or C, Rocky Point Park? Well, since I only know really Rocky Point Park, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go with C, Rocky Point Park. That was good to follow your instinct. That's correct. Uh, All the, right. the tryouts took place from July 10th through July 12th and included the 100 meter freestyle, 100 meter backstroke, 200 meter breaststroke, 400 meter freestyle, and the 1500 meter freestyle. Cool. Well done. <laughs> Excellent. Can I leave now? <laughs> <laughs> um, leave while you're No. <laughs> that is incorrect. You um, <laughs> Lloyd, you are up. Um, residential swimming pools were once sold in Gatsby Point by a famous Olympic swimmer who was also an actor in the 1930s. Who was it? Is, that, is that De Costa? Oh, I, I'm going to give you three options. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and you're actually lucky I'm giving you three options because that's not it. Um, <laughs> is it A, Mark Spitz, B, Esther Williams, or C, Buster Crab? Buster Crab. Correct. Ooh, yes, Buster nice. Crab was Very vice good. president of sales for the swimming pool company Cascade Industries Incorporated, and the Buster Crab pool line was named for him. Okay, so after our first round, you are both tied. Um, so we are going to begin round two. Our category is public service, and both contestants will answer two questions during this round. Tom, 
1931, the town of Warwick received its municipal charter and became the city of Warwick. Who was the city's first mayor? A. Lincoln Chafee, B. Pierce Brereton, or C. Frank Flaherty? <laughs> and you may also use a hint. You have two hints during the entire game. Can I use two hints on this question? <laughs> I would love to have a hint. You'd love to have a hint? Okay. He did not play Remington Steel. Okay. So that eliminates... Could you repeat the three? Yes, absolutely. Um, a, Lincoln Chafee. B, Pierce Brereton. C, Frank Flaherty. I'm going to go with C, Frank Flaherty. Incorrect. <laughs> it was Lincoln Chafee. No. no. <laughs> Pierce Brereton, he became mayor in 1933. Oh, Pierce Bronson, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a whole Pierce Bronson, yeah, yeah, Remington yeah. Steel reference. Great hint, but oh, yes. yeah. not good. I'm too thick. I'm glad you asked one. him. <laughs> I would have said the same thing. <laughs> well, now you get a, a chance to redeem yourself, Tom. You have a, another question oh, right geez. away. Okay, great. The town of Warwick was chartered in 1648. Where was Warwick's first town hall? Oh. A, the corner of West Shore Road and Sandy Lane. B, Hoxie Four Corners. Or C, on Post Road in Patuxet. I'm going to need another hint. That's your last of the game. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's not from Warwick. He's from Woonsocket. So we'll, we'll, That's, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll give you yeah. a little. Just. It's uh, the location of a fire station. <laughs> that doesn't help you, does it's, it? But, it's, but I could, I mean, it isn't Hoxie and it isn't Post. So what do you? Hmm. <laughs> it's the other one. It's yeah. the other one. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to give you the, the uh, thanks for being a sport playing from Woonsocket. And yes, yes, it, it is the corner of West Shore Road and Sandy Lane. That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Warwick's first town hall was built on Peter Berzicott's land in 1663 and was destroyed two years later in 1665 during the King Philip's War. The city's second town hall was built in Appenog in 1675. Now I know. There we go. When the do the easy know. questions come in? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm out of hints, Lloyd. I'm gonna, how much for yours? You may have an advantage the rest of the game here. All right, Lloyd, you are up. Um, Warwick was the home of the world's first female fire chief. Who was she? A, Elizabeth Buffum Chase. B, Nancy Allen. Or C, Ida Lewis. Not knowing any of them, I'll just choose the first one. That is incorrect. It's Nancy Allen. Um, she was nicknamed Nancy. Anne Crawford Allen Holst organized the Cedar Hill Volunteer Fire Department in 1931 to fight the spring and autumn forest fires that swept across Cedar Hill, her family's Coesit estate. We're still tied. Still, yeah, we're still tied, and, and we're going to do a follow-up, keeping with Nancy Allen. Keep that coin out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the follow-up question for you is, where did Nancy Allen live? <laughs> a, Greens Hold, B, Clouds Hill, or C, Hopeland? I'll go with C. Incorrect. It's Clouds Hill. Clouds Hill is a Victorian house museum in Coesit. It was built in the 1870s as a wedding gift from William Smith Slater to his daughter, Elizabeth Ives Slater-Reed. So after our second round, Tom is in the lead. He will begin our third category, which is fame and fortune. <laughs> Tom, 
Fruit of the Loom underwear was made in a Warwick factory for many years. Where was that factory? A, Rhodes Mill, B, Pontiac Mill, or C, Appenog Mill? Hmm. Let's see. Fruit of the Loom. I know it well. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess and say Pontiac. You're correct. Really? Uh, yes. All Fruit right. of the Loom was Ooh. born in 1851 when brothers Benjamin and Robert Knight bought their first mill and started producing cotton cloth and textiles right there at Pontiac Mill. And thank goodness they did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fine products. <laughs> and Lloyd, you are up. Um, in 1965, a future Hollywood actor graduated from Pilgrim High School. Who is he? A, James Woods, B, Anthony Quinn, or C, Jay Leno? James Woods. You're right. James Woods was an undergrad at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology when he dropped out one semester before graduating to pursue an acting career. That's the only one I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And you got it. <laughs> this is rigged, I can tell. <laughs> yes. All right, Tom still leads after three rounds. The topic for our fourth round is That's Entertainment. Tom, the world's largest shore dinner hall was located in Warwick. Where was it? A, Rocky Point Park, B, Goddard Park, or C, Oakland Beach? Oh, I know that one. Mm. I, I actually went there a few times, and it was quite an experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That's Rocky Point Rocky Park. Rocky Point Park yeah. it is, yes. A postcard from 1968 reads, World's largest shore dinner hall at Rocky Point. Seating 4,000 people, it is renowned for its Rhode Island clam chowder and authentic clam bakes. World famous for Rocky Point shore dinners. Open from Memorial Day to mid-September. What do you remember about it when you went? I remember that when you, uh, I used to go for just the clam cakes and chowder, and there was a separate section you had to sit in for that. And if you went for the full lobster dinner or something, then you'd have to sit in another part of the the dining hall. And it was huge. You'd get lost. Oh, yeah. But it was so cool. It was great. Oh, there's nothing like it. I loved it, yeah. (laughs) Do you have any memories of the short dinner hall, Lloyd? No. Okay. (laughs) Good chat. Okay. Well, as a musician here, many famous musicians played in a seasonal venue in Warwick. Lloyd, what was that venue? A, Buttonwoods Casino, B, Warwick Musical Theater, or C, the Rocky Point Palladium? Warwick Musical Theater. Right, you are. The Warwick Musical Theater was started in 1955 by Buster Bonoff and owned by the Bonoff family for 45 years. The theater was a tent until the Bonoffs built a permanent 3,300-seat theater in the round in 1967. Had you been there? Had you gone to yes, shows there? Yes, we used to see a lot of shows there. Yeah? Uh, Any stand out to you? Any particularly uh, great shows? Uh, all the Broadway shows Ooh. at the beginning, uh, we, we frequently attended. And, and then uh, when it got to be a single act, uh, it changed in the 60s, I, th- I think. And uh, we saw Billy Crystal oh, when he was just yeah. starting out, and we, we knew he was going to be great. And mm. We had some good memories there. It was oh. great fun. Lloyd, yeah. did you ever play there? No, no, no I okay. didn't. By the way, the, uh, when the tent was removed and replaced with the hard structure, that actually came from the 64 World's Fair. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, that's pretty cool. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should take notes. I think. 
<laughs> should take something. <laughs> and cruising right along. Not much has changed. Tom's still in the lead. Our fifth category is winners. Tom, the first World Series champions practiced and played on a baseball field in Warwick. Where was it? A, Rocky Point Park, B, Winslow Field, or C, Clegg Field? Well, I like to go with my standby Rocky Point Park, <laughs> but I'm thinking that probably isn't right for some reason. Or um, maybe it is. I can't, I'm, I'm going to be neutral here. You're out of clues. All right. Well, I don't know the other parks. All right. I'm going to say Rocky Point Park. It's good you did because that is correct. Is it? All it right. Is. Yes. In, in 1903, the Boston Americans, who later became the Boston Red Sox, finished first oh. in the American League and went on to play in the first World Series. Oh, cool. They won the series in eight games over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Good stuff. Yeah. I actually would have guessed a different field, so that's, that's good. <laughs> they did everything at Rocky <laughs> Point. Did, now, did they go for a shore dinner after, <laughs> right. after the game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sure enough. Sure enough. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes. All right. How far into the program before we get the bad, uh, the bad joke? <laughs> okay, Lloyd. We have some ground to cover here. We've got to catch up. An armed conflict occurred in the waters of Narragansett Bay against the British. When did it happen? A, 1772, B, 1776, or C, 1876? And you have two clues remaining, if you'd like. Clue, please. A ship named Gatsby was burned. Right. Uh, I'm familiar with the story, but uh, the date, uh, what were those dates? Yeah. Um, the first one, 1772, 1776, or 1876? It was June 10th, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the second one. 1776. Oh, I am sorry. It is 1772. Oh. Um, on June 9th, 1772, the HMS Gatsby ran aground near Gatsby Point while chasing a smaller ship. While the Gatsby crew waited for high tide to free the ship, a group of colonists led by John Brown boarded the ship, shot the captain, and set the Gatsby aflame. And we are already at our final round. Are we? Ooh. We are. Thank God. Time oh, I was going to say time flies when you're having fun. Well, that Tom. too. That oh. too, Jen. Yes, of course. That's what I meant. Oh, Something different goodness. came out. That was my fault. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tom, you are starting the category again. It is um, The theme this time is getting around. Oh. Um, Chepawinoxit was home of seaplane manufacturing company Gallaudet Aircraft Corporation during World War I. Where is Chepawinoxit? A. Connecticut, B. Kowisit, or C. Nosocket? That was very good pronouncing all those words. Oh, thank That's you so much. Great. <laughs> Um, I have one hint left. Is that correct? Uh, that is incorrect. You have zero. Oh, that's right. You I could. Used to you both. could. Um, you could get I the could question. You it. can pass it. Yeah, I'll pass it. Okay. Oh. This is your chance to check uh, to catch oh, up. Catch up I'll never like. forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> you won't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the question and the answer? Yes. Yes. So Chepawinoxit was home of seaplane manufacturing company Gallaudet Aircraft Corporation during World War I. Where is Chepawinoxit? Is it in A, Connecticut, B, Kowisit, or C, Nosocket? Connecticut. It 
Exquisite. Um, <laughs> Chepawinoxet Point was an island that was turned into a peninsula when the Gallaudet Aircraft Company built a causeway that trucks could drive on. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Rocky Point Park. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't one of the choices. I'm shocked. <laughs> okay, so Tom, this question goes back to you after passing the previous question. Where was the last spike driven for the Warwick Railway? A, Lakewood, B, Buttonwoods, or C, Oakland Beach? Hmm. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say Oakland Beach. That's correct. Whoa. The last spike for the Warwick Railway was driven on December 3rd, 1874. I'm going to quit this game. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, Lloyd. It's over. (laughs) Was this before they built Iggy's? (laughs) (laughs) It was actually the home of Mrs. Gus's Doughboys and is the home of Iggy's Doughboys, too. Um, The last spike for the Warwick Railway was driven on December 3rd, 1874. The 8.52-mile railway ran from the Bellefonte neighborhood in Cranston through Gatsby Point, Connecticut, Rocky Point, and across Oakland Beach to Buttonwoods. Cool. Congratulations, Tom. You are our winner with six correct answers. Wow. And congratulations, Lloyd. You are our runner-up with three correct answers. I'm glad there were only two of us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, take what you can get, pal. (laughs) I'll tell you what you can take. Tom, you will take home a $25 gift card to the favorite bakery in Governor Francis Plaza on Warwick Avenue. And Lloyd, you will receive a $10 gift card to Duncan, the artist formerly known as Dunkin' Donuts, at locations across Warwick. Thank you both for playing this game. Thank you, Mark, for helping us learn more about Warwick Heritage. It's been a blast. Thank you. Thank you. It was a blast. Thank you all very, very much. Mm. This was a ball. (laughs) The Warwick History Quiz Show is a co-production of Warwick Radio and the Warwick Historical Society. If you'd like to be a contestant on the show, write to radio at warwicklibrary.org. Established in 1932, the Warwick Historical Society is located at the historic John Waterman Arnold House at 25 Roger Williams Circle. The house is open to the public on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and you can visit online at whsri.org. Thank you for tuning in to the Warwick History Quiz Show. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online, the voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.